Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim, and the topic of our podcast today is jumpers, the uh, history of suicide and the Golden Gate Bridge. So we're going to talk about some of the people who have jumped um, from the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. There's been 1,700 of them since the bridge opened back in the 1930s. We're not talking about them all, though. No, we can't cover them all in one podcast, but we'll, we'll kind of hit the highlights of them. Excellent. Uh, before we do that, though, let me introduce um, my uh, panel. I am joined, as always, by the Empress of Evil, the Mistress of the Macabre, the Satan's uh, dirty little secret, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm better today, Tim. How are you? Fine. Were you better? Did you have a bad weekend? I bought some more Pop-Tarts. Oh, good. Well, no, we had prom this weekend, so I had to deal with all that mess of whatever. Like family issues? Well, just prom stuff. Oh, prom. Prom. He's a prom. And then I got to Your boy looked quite handsome. He did. And his date was very pretty. He did look handsome. His date was very pretty. And I got to deal with Sweet D all weekend, which was very exciting. Did he get to second base? I Gross. I'm just asking. I'm gross. Because I know the colonel was wondering that. I'm grossed out by that. Well, we all I'm know. Out Timmy, you, all you and I know what we was doing on our prom night. And yeah. we're not implying I was it. home, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're well, just buying dinner. <laughs> it's a little more, It's a, I think it's a little more structured now than it was when we went to school. They had after prom and mm, right. all that kind of stuff where they basically go on lockdown until 4 o'clock oh, in the yeah. morning. Yeah, so after prom is when you They got, got breathalyzers and everything. Yeah. After prom is when you got drunk and you got laid. Yeah. You so. get a hotel room, you take a back, mm-hmm. do, do misdemeanor well, do things. Anymore. And yeah, they don't do that. That's stuff. why I no longer go to proms. Well, <laughs> that and the dirty old man factor that oh, you got. Yeah, yeah. It's illegal. I forget about that. Some of your, some of your girlfriends are still careful. having their proms. Be careful. Okay. Well, seniors can be 18. So let me also introduce. They can't. 19. Okay. Let me also introduce the person who's talking and who shouldn't be talking yet because they're not officially here. But I would love to introduce a man of great honor and distinction, a man who's very debonair, uh, who's a friend to the ladies. He's very honorable. What? (laughs) He's also the face of erectile dysfunction and the bloody stool. So he stays in the friend zone with the the ladies. But the lady gave me the psoriasis. Oh, that's right. You have psoriasis now. Heartache of psoriasis now, don't you? I'm the face face of psoriasis. We're having a psoriasis fundraiser. A telethon, I know. A telethon, yeah. I'm very excited. Oh, Colonel. I will watch it and pledge. 
five dollars. You're doing well, good. You're doing. We're God's doing work. the. I wanted to find to do research on Timmy's uh, his uh, masturbatory problem. I, well, I will donate five dollars to that as well. <laughs> yeah. You know the Colonel. That's what, that's what I like about you. And, you know, you're. He's a, you know, he's like the old man planting a tree that he'll, whose shade he'll never sit in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Colonel, anything's going on? Anything going on with you besides your uh, charity work? Oh, my dumbass son wrecked his car again. So, you know, I'm dealing with that. The wife is crazy. Um, um, let me see. There's plenty of things. I bought bought the devil some pop tarts. Uh, forgot to bring them. There you go. Uh, and well, it was a nice gesture. Anyway. The devil and I got a situation here, Timmy. Okay. You, you're going onto our page and actively recruiting people for Team Timmy. I have some very, very nice, intelligent, strong-willed, uh, independent women who's joining Team Timmy. Well, first of all, you misogynist bastard! You're not <laughs> invited one man to be on his team. I, I um, am heterosexual. I confess. Well, I t- I'll take men on my team. I mean, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> that's up to you, Colonel. Have we, I accept your lifestyle. He's equal opportunity. <laughs> I'm equal opportunity. And have we really reached the point where we're just openly begging? pandering, pandering, and pandering? I think and, so. And yeah, me, I think we've reached you, that point. I just want want to let you know that. Uh, when you was throwing all those names out and tagging people, yeah, and I'm gonna give her a shout out right here. Um, little backdoor buttercup, Brittany. Mm-hmm. You left her off, Timmy. Well, because I knew she was on Team Brandy. I didn't Here's the thing. I don't have to recruit. We're like silent ninja assassins. You know, you join our ranks, and, you know, we quietly will come in and slit your throat. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Well, so you the, recruit course, all you want. Well, I could have double agents they are going on. You don't know. Three kingdoms. And Colonel has a kingdom of him and Scott. Oh, that! <laughs> I've got a few now. Ali, don't forget, Ali's a... Who's Ali's a, the king's hand. Ali has stood behind the Colonel, and she I crazy as hell. I think her quote was something like, I'm not even getting into any of this. No, I believe if you go back, she committed to Team Colonel. Yeah. And uh, and everybody knows, of all of our listeners, Ali's by far the most dangerous. Yeah, she's a little dangerous. <laughs> she's not a little dangerous. Yeah, alligators are a little dangerous, Timmy. She rises danger to a whole new level. It really means she should be on my team. Okay, so I want to give a shout out to all talking about uh, to Team Timmy, all the beautiful ladies of Team Timmy, Timmy's Angels, I call them. Uh, Colonel, do you have any shout outs that you? Want I got to some. Uh, I got some shout outs. I got, uh, of course, Trisha Hillard. Mm-hmm. Um, just became Facebook friends with her. She's a local listener. One of our few local listeners. Yeah, we don't have a lot of local listeners. We don't listeners. have a lot of local you know, listeners. You know, they say that you can't be appreciated in your own time. I think we're not appreciated in our own area. Well, I, I'm not. Be. Or maybe we're not appreciated sure. at all. <laughs> I, see, here's the thing. I can never tell if people are laughing with us or at us. I think, yeah. At you or us. <laughs> just there's a general. big difference there. Yeah. Um, and, of course... Brittany. Um, Chris. 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 Whenever Chris and Brittany are just like a pair. You know, they're, they're just. Yeah. That's they're, probably why they're together. They're just a wonderful a little couple. And, yeah, they uh, are. Young and, and crazy as hell. So it's nice to see them. Young and in love. Young and in love and just oh, batshit crazy. Get over that soon. Chris ain't batshit crazy. Brittany batshit crazy. 
Um, Lady Beverly, of course, um, she is. She's another dedicated Met team member, and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> why she can and 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 we're working on an arranged marriage right now. She's got she's got a daughter, um, Alexandra, that is just. The girl's like circus smart. She's she, she just off the charts smart. So she's going to be picking what college she goes to. And she may be going to, she may be even going to the Vatican. They may create a special college just for this girl. Really? So, and of course, um, the who has always been on Team Colonel from day one. Um, Scott. The lovely and wonderful, and Scott, of course, who mm-hmm. uh, stands by the colonel, no matter what. Today, Buford, get through this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the lovely and incomparable Dottie Scott. And I would like to give a shout-out to Mary Ray's daughters. Mary, Mary Ray said her daughters did not believe that she got a shout-out on podcasts. So now that we're going to give a shout-out to Mary Ray, but we're going to give a shout-out to her daughters, Sammy and Amanda. So thank you for listening. Well, hello, girls. Yes. Nice, nice to know you're listening. Yes. So them. this is a good podcast for you to listen to because we're going to talk about suicide. Nothing, nothing more chipper than this topic. Right. You know, there's... It, the thing about this is, there's no bad guy in this one. Yeah. Just a bunch of dumbasses. Well, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, it's yeah. Well, we'll find a way to find humor in it, I'm sure. No, I mean, if you're gonna kill yourself, um, jumping off a because I'm the colonel. I have two fears in this world, too. Mm-hmm. heights and snakes, and bridges fall under my heights fear. Mm-hmm. So why would so you, you would really hate to fall into a pit of snakes from a, from a great distance yes. from a great distance yeah. up. I would hate that. Um, Allie could probably arrange that. Luckily, she's on my team. But anyway, um, you, when you think about the ways to go, but then you know you think all the people to jump. What are about ninety five percent? And and this is a true statistic. People to shoot themselves. Only seventy five percent of them killing themselves. Yeah, but the, if you get it wrong, it's well. You're gonna we'll talk about it later. Well, yeah, but I mean, but it's a pretty it's, high percentage rate. But it's also a very bad way to go. Quick um, statistic, uh, yeah. little factual knowledge here. Yeah. What is the uh, what is the uh, most lethal form of suicide? If you're gonna do it, and you want to make sure you don't survive it. Slit your own throat. No. Mm. Poison. No. Listen to this podcast over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Jam a knife in your No, head. that makes you want to do it. But <laughs> okay. You stand in front of a train. Yeah. Well, that which, is, which we'll talk about. Because you can that, lie down in front of a train, that's, too. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, we're talk, I'm, I'm going to mention a few different suicide sites in the world, and one of them is the London Underground. Mm-hmm. And it's grown in popularity, actually. They get about 100 a year. Uh, people jumping in front of trains. And we should make light of this because we covered in our thing. So many of our uh, listeners have mental disorders. So many um, of our podcasters do, too. <laughs> well, and the podcasters yeah. all do. Every one of yeah. us has got something wrong with us. So suicide is something that you, uh, many of our listeners, are, you know, have yeah. a familiarity with. And you can only laugh at it yeah. because if you don't laugh at it, then it please the thing. don't kill yourself after listening. You may want to kill yourself after listening to this podcast, like you do any podcast that we no, do. Don't listen to the Sultana podcast because I make you kill yourself. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the Golden Gate Bridge, shall we? Um, first of all, I want to 
give a source. I know we never give sources here for our research because, you know, we like to keep our sources secret. But there are two very good resources that we use for this podcast. One is called the, a book that's called The Final Leap. It's by John Bateson, B-A-T-E-S-O-N. And it, uh, det- it gives a lot of detail and stories of folks who have perished jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. As I said, there have been 1,700 of them uh, since the bridge opened. Um, that we know of. A lot of folks have been carried out to sea that we never, you know, we don't, they didn't add up, they didn't end up in that count. But uh, anyway, the final leap. And then uh, there's a documentary that some of you probably saw back in 2006 called The Bridge. It's available on YouTube. Did you see that, Colonel? Have you the seen Bridge that? Over the Rebel Quad? No, The Bridge. Yes, or, yes that asking. one. <laughs> they put a... Uh, camera on the Golden Gate Bridge and filmed it over a year and um, and it's it's you know if if things like you know if if suicide bothers you or whatever you don't want to watch this video this documentary because it's pretty graphic but is it on Netflix it's on YouTube actually it might oh, okay. be on Netflix too it's called it's the bridge YouTube, the bridge the bridge from 2006 okay so the Golden Gate Bridge is considered a suicide bridge, and a suicide bridge is one that's used frequently to uh, by people to die by suicide, most typically by jumping off of it and falling into the water. Um, the, suicide, the Golden Gate Bridge actually is the number two suicide bridge in the world. It's number one in the United States, but there's actually a bridge on the Yangtze River in China that has had 2,000 deaths since it opened in 1968. So despite the fact that it's been open for a shorter period of time, it has more suicide. But the Golden Gate Bridge is the number one suicide destination in the U.S. And, and there's so many Chinese, I'd say per capita, the Golden probably, Gate Bridge yeah, wins. Good, good point. Well, uh, how the one here in, going in from Cincinnati and Kentucky isn't up there, I'm not even sure. That one up by your house up at Wilmington? Jeremiah Morrow? That's the scariest son bitch and bridge it's I've ever been on. crazy up there. Yeah. Yeah. You it know, don't go over water. It goes over land. I can't Just believe more land. people don't kill themselves trying to get out of Cincinnati. There are um, another, uh, other suicide. I mean, every you can you can kind of go on the internet and you get a whole list of where your location is the most popular suicide place. Um, as I meant, I mentioned the London Underground. People jumping in front of trains. Uh, Prince Edward Vadak in Toronto and sees about a hundred people a year. Jumping from that, um, so there's a lot of these locations, but the Golden Gate Bridge is has a particular. A, a lot of uh, places that were um, in over time that have been uh, suicide uh, places of people who commit suicide have put up barriers, like in uh, like Empire State Building and the Eiffel Tower. But the Golden Gate, um, San Francisco has uh, been reluctant to put up uh, barriers. You're going to talk about that a little bit later. Well, it's right? hard to build. There, and, and if I were president, Timmy, mm-hmm. I'd build a wall. <laughs> a wall around the Golden Gate Bridge. A wall around the Golden Gate Bridge. If you've never been to San Francisco, you've never been to Golden Gate Bridge, it's, it's, I think part of the appeal is it's just so majestic. It's very beautiful there. And I go to San Francisco, try to usually go there once a summer. Just really, it's a just a very beautiful area. So I can see kind of the appeal, but when we get to talking about what actually happens, that's the fantasy and the reality of how gruesome the deaths are. Um, it's a different thing when when the jumpers jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, their body hits the water at eighty miles per hour. So um, it's about like jumping in front of a truck. So. Between 1937 and 2015, as, as I said, there were estimated 1,700 bodies have been recovered from people who've jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge. 
Um, but there's the true number is unknown because a lot of jumpers have jumped and their body simply has been carried out to sea. So unless there's someone there to see them when they jump or the body washes up to shore, um, they're not included in the, in the official count. Um, the impact kills uh, 98% of the people who jump. So that's what you're talking 98%? about. 98%? 98%. That's pretty damn high. Pretty, pretty good. But, you know, unless you're one of those 2%, um, I don't know. The um, So anyway, a little bit about a Golden Gate. I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the bridge itself, and then Brandy's going to talk about some of the people who died um, on the bridge. Another person just jumped. <laughs> Every time the bell rings. Every time the bell rings. Uh, and then the colonel is going to talk about um, the impact of jumping off the bridge. So um, so the Golden Gate Strait is the entrance into San Francisco Bay um, from the Pacific Ocean. It's approximately three miles long and one mile wide. And there was, you know, since before the bridge was built, there was always a, um, uh, there was a ferries that, uh, worked and there's still ferries out there, but they, 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 the folks of San Francisco wanted to build a bridge to connect San Francisco to um, the other side of the bay. So in 1933, January 5th, the construction began on the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, it was a cost to them of $35 million, and it was um, completed on schedule and under budget. Now, how about that, Colonel? That's good for government. It's yeah, under budget, yeah. It took four years to build. Um, it, they started in 1933, and it was completed in 1937. Now, here's some information for you, Colonel, a little local trivia. The chief engineer and head of the Golden Gate Bridge was a guy by the name of Joseph, Joseph Strauss. The, he was chief engineer. He headed up the project. And do you know where he went to school, Colonel? Where he went to school? Winton Hills. Um, I'm going to say University of Cincinnati. Our, our alma mater, the University of Cincinnati, go UC. Um, and he placed a brick, uh, uh, a brick from McMicken Hall uh, on a bridge when he built it. So there's a build. So for those of you from University of Cincinnati, that means something. For the rest of you, you probably don't care. Um, he, uh, when he built the bridge, um, Strauss uh, used a, a new innovation um, of a safety net underneath the construction site uh, to protect the workers who, you know, the iron workers who were out working on the bridge. And it did a pretty good job, um, uh, but they did have some fatalities uh, during the building of the bridge. Um, Twelve people died. The first person who died... Um, uh, his name was Kermit. His first name was Kermit. Uh, <laughs> that's not funny, I know. October 21st, 1936, Kermit Moore fell to his death while working on the bridge. And he was the only one that died until um, they had a terrible accident on February 17, 1937. Ten men died all at once in a single day when a section of the scaffolding fell. And uh, the men fell through the safety net. So, uh, but during the construction, a number of other men fell. Uh, nineteen of them uh, fell while uh, nineteen, besides the ones that died, while they died, nineteen fell and were and landed in the net. And they became known as the Halfway to Hell Club. And they would meet every year and have get-togethers or whatever because they survived the. Um, they should have been more careful. Well, they went halfway to hell. Mm. 
The bridge opening celebration began on May 27, 1937. It lasted for a whole week. Um, the day before traffic was allowed, 200,000 people uh, crossed the bridge. It's a very busy bridge if you've ever been there. Not only is it there are a lot of um, cars, but there's also a lot of pedestrian traffic and people riding bikes on the bridge almost at all hours. They have, because of this concern about suicide, they have blocked the bridge for pedestrian traffic in the evening, uh, hoping to cut down on some of the people jumping. Uh, so you can walk across the bridge up until I think it's like 6 o'clock. Um, but after that, the bridge closes. But it's still open to bicycles. So you'll walk where you walk or your bicycle. So I don't know what the. Well, no big person deal. in their right mind would waste a good bicycle. There are nine 11 emergency phone boxes. Throughout, you know, about every hundred feet on a bridge. Um, so for people who are feeling suicidal, there's a lot of options to pick up the phone. But the problem has been is that because of the fog, and if you've ever been to San Francisco, you know that end of the at you know around five o'clock the fog starts coming in, and the seawater and everything has corroded those phones. So a lot of times they don't work. Um, but even though they uh, they have people, um, you know, guards out there to watch. Um, suicide continues to be a problem. Just some recent data on the suicides from um, the Golden Gate Bridge. In 2012, 37 people jumped from the bridge. And again, these are people who are documented, right? We don't know how many people who jumped and was carried out to sea and ate by sharks or whatever uh, because we're going to get, yeah, we're colonels going to talk about that in a little bit. But in 2012, 37 people jumped and 100 people were stopped before they jumped. In 2013, 46 people jump. That's the highest total in one year. Uh, and 118 were stopped from jumping. Uh, in 2014, 37 people jumped from the bridge, and 162 people were stopped by the bridge patrol or the California Highway Patrol officers. Chips. Chips stopped Chips. them. Chips. Uh, Ponch and John. Ponch and John. John. Yeah, Eric Estrada. Doing their thing. In 2016... Uh, today, uh, about every two or three days on average, someone goes to Golden Gate Bridge to either jump off or to try to jump off. There have been more. I mean, you think about it, that's a lot. You know, Why don't they put like baby gates or um, something over so that they, people can't climb over the rail? The rail is in. Why don't the they rail, put a big trampoline underneath the bridge? They've been very reluctant do to do that. And a lot of it. Plexiglass. That's I, I think there's know. a couple of main reasons. And I don't know. It can be debated. Cost. Whether it, well, there's three reasons. Cost is one. Two is that it would interfere with the aesthetics of the bridge. Yes. Well. And then I think there's three is, you know. People are going to figure out a way. Well, and that's the <laughs> argument. Although, interesting enough, there's data to show that the people who didn't jump, only like 4% of them, you know, who, who went there to jump and they were talked down or whatever, only about 4% of them go on to commit suicide. So there's data that says that that's not a good argument. But the interesting enough, the golden, hmm. the... Well, Oakland, if they were talked out of it. They weren't committed anyway. The Oakland Bay Bridge, which is right, you mm-hmm. know, not very, you know, a mile or so from the Golden Gate Bridge, it has very few suicides. So it's just, you think, you know, do we think it's a notoriety thing? I think so. And I, and I said it is a very, you know, it's a beautiful bridge. It's very majestic, and it's a beautiful place. And I think people are drawn to it. But um, but the uh, you know reality is different than the um, you know it may look nice, but you know. 
when you jump off. Almost all the people who survived, the one thing that they all agree on is like the minute they jumped off, they were, had like this what the fuck moment. And because um, it's only four seconds, so you get the water in four seconds. And uh, they said they had time to think, what the hell did I just do? Well, and you know, they, uh, what I've heard is uh, from the people who died, you know, the last thing that went through their mind? What? The asshole. <laughs> Wow. Jesus. So suicides. You hit that water pretty hard now. Yeah. Um, wow. So suicide sites tend to draw. As, uh, Just came up with that one. I bet you did. We need to do a, a podcast on that forest in Japan where all the people. The suicide so, forest? Yeah, man, that's weird at Mount Fuji. I think we did it when we were doing I'll that. tell you what, you, you get, get a, a good deal bit. on shoes there. Huh? You get a good oh. deal yeah, on shoes. People leave their shoes for some reason. Tell you an interesting yeah, fact about bridges now, Tim. Of course you will. Um, my brother, um, God rest his God soul. Rest his soul. He's dead. Um, he is dead, of course. And uh, be uh, and one week from today be a sixth anniversary of my dear brother's departure. Really? But anyway, he he spent about it has not been five six or years. six years, five years maybe. Wow, it's, it's not been four that long. Years, maybe, it has it's had at least been five years because I've known you for four years and it happened before I came down. Okay, I, maybe no. Five, I think it's five. Okay, well, anyway, get to your point. Well, anyway, he built bridges. He, know. he worked for a company that built bridges. He traveled across the United States building bridges. And you have a lot of your accidents happen when you're pouring concrete into the footers. That's mm-hmm. what Timmy does. He builds bridges. Um, right, I'm going to build bridge bro. And two things. One, one, one. Bridge, 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 bridge. If you follow concrete when they're pouring the concrete, they don't stop pouring. Right. They do yeah. not stop pouring the concrete, and they tell the guys that. Yeah, you know? I think that uh, I think uh, when they built the Hoover Dam, there, there was a couple guys yeah. ended up in the dam. And the other thing, he built one in Pittsburgh, and I was just thinking about this when you said it's in the bay and the sharks mm-hmm. and whatnot. The underwater welders, when they were building one across three rivers mm-hmm. uh, there, mm-hmm. demanded that they have cages because the catfish was so big. It wasn't that they worried about the catfish eating them. Mm-hmm. They were worried about the catfish dragging them down the river because they were so damn big that they would pull them away from their oxygen lines. So they, they got some... So you can imagine what the underwater world is there must have... Yeah. Underwater whatever they did. But you know, also, this was during the Depression, so I'm sure they were so desperate for jobs that, you know, they probably took risks that maybe they wouldn't have. I don't know. I ain't yeah. never been that desperate for a job. I'll go home. I'll go steal some shit so, before I do that. So one of the yeah. reasons, as I mentioned, the the bridge has such a, you know, it attracts so many suicides is, is you know, it's very um, beautiful, it's appealing. But it also uh, tends to draw people um, who mistakenly believe that the bridge will result in a quick, near-certain death with no messy cleanup. And then, well, it is near certain. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later, kind of like what you might experience should you decide to take the leap. In fact, 5% of the jumpers survive the impact and then drowned. Uh, their bodies are then retrieved by the Coast Guard. Oh, that's going to hurt. Yeah. Um, and some have actually survived it. We'll talk. There's been 26 people who survived it, and they've uh, suffered permanent physical injuries. One guy survived it, went back and jumped a second time. There you go. Well, he wasn't going to be no failure. 
No, he was, he was like, you know he was what? Successful the second he climbed up on the bridge and was like, you know what? Fuck this. My whole life I failed everything and then jumped off the bridge. Yep. Wasn't going to fail with that. And he was like, fuck this. I go, it's like, that's. You could just see him getting pissed when he's walking <laughs> up the hill. You well, know, you know, you know. Damn it. He's all wet. You got to have a broken leg or some <laughs> shit. You're strolling back up there, at least with a torn Achilles or something. And I actually think it, it, he was a very. I'm, you know, I don't want to pass judgment, but he was a very strange individual. He was doing, if if I recall right, it was in the documentary, The Bridge. He was doing it because he was protesting something, and he jumped. He survived, and then there was then he jumped off protesting the Iraq War, and he was successful. But I mean, he made a big deal of it, like he was going to do this, and they interviewed him before he did it, and all this. So it's it was a bizarre situation, but. Most of the people who jump never come back to tell the story, but there have been 1,700 at least who have jumped, and of course we can't go over all of them, but Brandy's going to tell us a little bit about some of the more interesting ones. All right. So first of all, I want to say that um, if you find yourself in trouble and you don't have anybody else to talk to, um, 800-273-8255 is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So give it a call. We will. Um, I'll say it again at the end of the podcast because um, really nothing is worth all of this mess. Yeah, and we we joke around a lot, but we, uh, you know we don't want anyone to take this like we're you know. we're not making light of it. We're really not. Not exactly. Um, so the first known intentional death from the Golden Gate Bridge. So these aren't the people that are living in the concrete. Um, it occurred when the bridge was just a little over three months old. Um, and it was on the morning of August, morning in August, 1937, um, Harold Wabber, a 42-year-old bargeman, took a bus to the northwest side of San Francisco. He was en route to the Golden Gate Bridge. While on the bus, he met a college professor from Connecticut that was vacationing in the city, and they had a pleasant conversation. I wonder if he had, like, little patches on his uh, He was smoking a coat. pipe, clearly, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, upon arrival, the two men exited the bus and made their way to the east sidewalk of the bridge. They walked the entire length of the bridge, which is about two miles. And when they reached the north end, the two men turned around and headed back. So they're just taking a little leisurely walk. It, it's a long walk. I mean, well, whatever. It, but I they mean, just they walk down there and they walk back. Yeah. So it's kind of stupid to take a bus there and then walk back. Just dumb. So anyway, on their way back, about mid-span... Wabber turned to his new friend, handed him his coat and vest, and said, Well, this is as far as I go. And then he climbed over the rail. Uh, the professor grabbed Wabber by the belt, but he couldn't hold him, and he lost his grip. Uh, and his new friend fell to his death. Actually, that was, you know, you think about it, that was pretty brave of that professor, because he could have went tumbling over. His, right. Yeah, he could have. Wabber was a patient at the Veterans Hospital in Manolo Park, California. Uh, he'd been diagnosed with non compos mentis, a Latin term meaning that he was in- mentally incapable of handling his own affairs. So he was a little bit of a loon. Yeah, well, he, he had, uh, had post traumatic stress, I think. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the first person to commit suicide from the Golden Gate Bridge. After his death, the newspapers reported that Wabber was a victim of shell shock and had been under, under, undergoing mental health treatment. So he was our, the first one, the yes. first guy. And then we have August and Marilyn DeMont. Yeah, this is a strange one. Now, I don't like any part of what I'm reading here. Yeah, I know. It's not, it's not pleasant. 
1993, the youngest death off the bridge was five-year-old Marilyn DeMont. Marilyn, the blonde five-year-old girl who stood on the girder just outside the bridge, bridge's railing in 1945. It was almost like a death game. Without a word, she looked at her father, who commanded her to jump. There you go. That's quality parenting. Uh, then August Dumont, a 37-year-old San Francisco elevator installation foreman, gracefully died after his do- dived after his daughter. A note on Dumont's car offered only, I and my daughter have committed suicide. Well, so he a, was a man of few words. <clears throat> it's a what? Read the back. I and my daughter have committed suicide. Well, not only was he grammatically incorrect, it should be my daughter and I. And I believe it goes to a state of mind that he put himself, I, and my daughter, in front of his daughter. The five-year-old doesn't want to kill herself. Well, five-year-olds can be crazy. They can, but they don't want to kill themselves. If they don't get the right whatever. There's been other examples where... Parents and I don't like that. Parents yeah. taking their kids. It's yeah. so, 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 so selfish. Other examples where they jump in holding their babies. The whole act of suicide is just an extremely selfish act. But then... Now, see, I believe that the act of suicide is an angry act. It's selfish. I believe it's selfish, but I, I think it's mostly out of anger. Yeah. Well, but to take your kid with you. But I have, your, I have been told, I had a therapist tell me, and, and, and you got to be careful with therapists now. Oh, yeah. Because if a therapist ever asks you, do you have plans? <laughs> do you have a plan? No, no plans. You say no plans. Now, I have one time, and it's a true story. I can verify it. Jeez, I can get this verified by Mrs. Colonel. The Colonel, as I said, and I'm, I'm not you know, worried about talking about this, the colonel has suffered deep bouts of depression in his day. So I know how some of these people feel. And uh, I was seeing a therapist, and the therapist asked me, had I ever thought harming myself? And I said, no, not really. And he said, well, if you was going to do it. And now, there was a little bit of communication barrier because he was a, he was a Eastern Indian. And uh, every time he, he talked, all I could picture was Abu from The Simpsons. Wow. That's all I could picture in my well, mind, and I was kind of giggle inappropriately. So that was not a good thing. It was also the guy on uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. So anyway, Babu. He said, "Well, if you was going to do it, how would you do it?" <clears throat> so I, uh, I gave him a very good plan. Very detailed. Very detailed plan. Did you, did you have a PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> I, did, yeah. I did not have my thumb drive with the PowerPoint on it. I cannot help it that I'm a quick thinker. I came up with a good plan. That's what you are as a quick thinker. And uh, uh, the colonel found himself in the hospital. Yeah, well, that's not surprising. Yeah, my, now my regular doctor came and got me out after one day. But true story, the colonel did spend a night in his psychiatric ward of a hospital because the doctor asked me if I had a plan. Mm-hmm. And I said, no. And he said, well, give me a plan. And I gave him a really, really good one. Wow. Yeah, when I was in, I worked at a suicide hotline, and which you, is wrong that he ever worked yeah, at the suicide hotline. I know, hotline. but you you would you have to um, you determine whether or not a, a suicide was a high risk or not, right? And then the questions you ask, just like you said, do you, are you thinking about suicide? Yes. Then you go to, do you have a plan? And then if they say yes, do you have the ability to implement that plan? If you say you were going to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and you're here in Ohio. 
oh, you know, you're not in any, you know, probably immediate danger. But if you said, if you gave a detailed plan, then that means that you're a much higher risk. So your your plan was what, Colonel? What did you tell him your plan was? My plan, I said, you know, I was thinking about everything, and I said, here's what I would do. I would put a nail on my tire, and I would drive out on the highway, mm-hmm. and I would uh, wait until my tire went flat. And then when my tire went flat, I would... Uh, Get out to change it, and I would wait till a big truck came, and I would walk in front of it. Okay, so the, now the truck driver is going to have that on his conscience for the rest of his life. Well, he probably will. Not that you cared, but your wife would get insurance. But that my wife would get double the insurance money. There'd be no stigma of suicide, and I'd be done with it. Well, Colonel, how did that tur- turn out for you? But you damaged. I got to spend the night in a, in a psychiatric ward. <laughs> Clearly successful. <laughs> the, the psychiatrist immediately left the room, went out, talked to my wife, told him that I was a very, very ill man, and that I needed to be observed. Yeah. Now, at this point, the colonel, you can imagine when it's it's a difficult position to be in when somebody's telling you you're crazy, and you're not. You start acting crazy. So you were acting out. Well, I, no, I told him he was out of his damn mind, and maybe he needed to spend a night or two in the... That's called protecting. So I was not committed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just... Uh, my wife talked me into voluntarily um, checking myself in mm-hmm. until my doctor could come in and make a, another thorough diagnosis, at which case he did the next morning, and he drove the colonel home. Okay. Well, we're glad that you didn't... Um Follow through with your plan, Colonel. I'm a little aggravated. He wants to put the truck driver through all that. Yeah. That's pretty crappy. Well, so Brandy, tell us about some other examples of people who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Jeez. On January 28th of 1993, so this was recent-ish. Stephen Page murdered his wife Nancy, then threw his daughter Kelly off the Golden Gate Bridge before jumping off the bridge himself. Page worked as a buyer at the Waga Mun Nursery in Fremont, California. The Page family home was in Fremont, but Page maintained a separate apartment after he and his wife separated. At 10 o'clock in the morning on January 28th, Page drove to their Fremont home and murdered his wife with a 12-gauge shotgun. He then left a message for his mother-in-law to pick up his, nine, his nine-year-old stepson from school. After arriving at the page home, she discovered the body of her daughter. After killing his wife, he drove their three-year-old daughter, Kelly, to the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, Highway patrol officers, the Ponch John, Mm -hmm. uh, they noticed Paige walking along the bridge carrying a bundle and recognized it to be a small child. After being approached by the officers because of his unusual behavior, Paige threw Kelly over the railing, then climbed over the railing and and jumped off himself. So uh, that's murder suicide. Not only murder the wife, but dick. Murder, murder of the child as well. Uh, let's see. Following the incident, investigators were puzzled by Page's apparent lack of psychological indicators prior to the murder suicide. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard spokesperson Shelley Freer stated that the Coast Guard had recovered the bodies of both father and daughter by the next day. An apology letter addressed to Page's nine-year-old stepson, who was at school at the time of all three deaths, was found at the family home. In the letter, Page apologized for what he'd done, showing premeditation for both the murders of his wife and daughter as well as his suicide. 
What a dick. Well, well, he apologized. Yeah, but notice, like, he didn't take, like, he took their child together and tossed her over the bridge. Yeah. But his stepson, he left alone. But he apologized. Oh, well, and, and clearly that makes everything I mean, so much better. He had good manners. He's a dick. Uh, I feel bad for the child and wife and child. Yeah, because he's a dick. Murder suicide. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Ed, Thomas Doyle. Uh, let's see. Experts say about one third of suicide victims leave notes. Perhaps the most puzzling, however, was the one left by 49 year old John Thomas Doyle on November of 1954. He left a note that said, Absolutely no reason except that I have a toothache. Anything about that, Colonel? I've had a toothache well, before. I have had some, I'll tell you what, it ain't like you had a kidney stone, for fuck's sake. I mean, I. No, there's nothing like having a kidney, a kidney stone. I had a kidney stone make me want to jump off the bridge. I had a kidney stone, too. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have the corner on kidney stones. But you make a good point, Brendan. You talk about being it being a selfish act, um, and it you know there may not be a truck driver involved, or may not be family members involved. But the Colonel will talk about later is these guys that pull their bodies out of the ocean. I mean, that's oh, got to sure. that's got to it's got to be a tough job. Well, it's a it's a Just, suck job. It's a short straw job. Yeah, and you know whatever. Uh, there was another strange episode. Uh, when David Cleveland's body was recovered in 1971, officials found $36 in his mouth. Huh. Maybe he's paying, taking it to pay a toll. <laughs> That's odd. I wonder if they jerked his arm if the money came out of his mouth. Do you think it was oh. You think it was paper money or do you think it was coins? <laughs> it was change. Maybe it was waiting to wait on down. That's weird, though. That, that is, is strange. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Another unusual twist on the bridge involved Charles S. Gallagher, a credit manager for a large San Jose hardware firm. In 1954, Gallagher seemed to have the good life. He was on stage hitting watermelons. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You had to take a raincoat to a show. He did. Don't sit in the first row. Don't sit in the first row. Okay. Uh, He had a good life. He was the director of the San Jose Merchants Association. He drove a late model car and lived in a new, expensive home. Sounds like Timmy's life. However, returning from a two-week vacation, Gallagher learned that an audit begun before he... Before he Ooh, left. the old audit, Colonel. Yep, it was still well, in progress. Okay, that makes you jump off a bridge. <laughs> he was still in progress. He told uh, co-workers he was going out for coffee. <clears throat> he then drove his sedan north to the bridge and took his life. Four days later, Gallagher's son, Charles S. Gallagher Jr., a 24-year-old pre-med student at UCLA, drove the same car to the bridge and leapt from almost the identical spot. What the fuck? They got Christine now? Did somebody... I don't know. In a short note, young Gallagher said, I am sorry. I want to keep Dad company. So as it was father's son, it was four days apart. Well, the family that jumps together. Mm. Drowns together. Pumps together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Marissa Emery uh, was just 14 years old when she left a note that said... Everyone is better off without this fat, disgusting, boring girl. Yeah, this is one they highlighted in the bridge, and I mean, or the bridge documentary, and it, it's kind of heartbreaking. Um, she was 14 years old, and on Mondays uh, she got a lift to uh, Santa Rosa High School uh, with her pal Jordan's mom. Uh, before going to her first period computer class uh, the week before Christmas. 
Marissa called the yellow cab on the cell phone her father had given her and arranged for a taxi to fetch her at 9 a.m. Fetch her? That I'm reading what it's written was here she a bone by the, the Appalachian gentleman sitting over there. <laughs> Bill Shakespeare. Go fetch her. <laughs> Come on. Gonna fetch her. Fetch the girl. Go fetch please. Her. Please tell the story. Mother fetch her. Okay. Uh, you ever notice, hold up. You ever notice since we started doing these late in the afternoon? He's more he like, Let's get it moving. Let's get it and moving. Let's what? get it moving. I didn't Casey has last. noticed. Yeah. Casey has noticed. A couple of listeners have sent me Casey. private messages. He wants to know why Timmy's been such a squirrel the past couple of mm-hmm. podcasts. <laughs> uh, Casey, come in and do a few of these in a row, and you will, too, will lose your mind. We're here with you. Jesus, crime in Italy. Yeah. It's not like you're having a... All right, you know, all right. Tell, talk about the little it's not girl. That First of all, I don't appreciate your tone. We <laughs> are, are going to start the PAT Podcasters Against Timmy organization yeah. uh, soon. I'm sorry if we're LLC. not. LLC. You know what we're not? But Ali or Charlie. No, Come we're on. not. Well, apparently we're not. Well, no. that's for sure. You're not. <laughs> Please not. continue. <laughs> okay, so the taxi fetched her. Okay. And she left school after the computer class. Mm-hmm. She walked around the corner to whatever street it was, to a rental unit that was owned by her family. Taxi was waiting in the driveway, and Mar- Marissa told the driver she wanted to go to the aquarium in San Francisco. He told her it cost about 150 bucks. She pulled a wad of cash out, flashed it at the driver, and hopped into the back seat. Loaded for a 14-year-old. Nice. Baller shot caller. Oh, yeah. Uh, the driver asked how old Marissa was and why she wasn't in school, which sounds a little pervy and none of yeah. his fucking business. What you doing after school? Well, I was looking out for her. It's not his fucking business. Shut up and drive the cab. <laughs> Jeez, Don't fucking right. worry about this me. This was the days before Uber, you know. Jesus. Shut up and drive the cab. You're not my dad. Right, what the ahead. hell? Go ahead. Uh, she said she was 18. I'm the one. It's a little touchy. Uh, she went to a junior college, mm-hmm. and she talked all the way to the place about her passion for cross-country running. About an hour later, they drove south across the Golden Gate Bridge. Just past the toll plaza on the San Francisco side, Marissa asked the driver to pull over so that she could use the public bathroom. When she came back out, she told him she was going to walk the rest of the way. Which bathroom did she go in? Now, in San Francisco, did they have the... The public bathroom. Okay, so anybody could go in there. And, Anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just chaos. Oh. It was a porta potty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. She told me she was going to walk the rest of the way. He said, That's fine. You owe me $132. She gave him the 150 bucks. told him to keep the change. So she's a good tipper. Mm-hmm. Of course, what does she give a shit? Because, you know. Uh, the cabbie turned around and headed north back across the bridge. He saw uh, Marissa in his rearview mirror walking north and back onto the span. Uh, he thought it was odd, but. Uh, he kept, kept it moving. So now he doesn't want to get involved. Motherfucker yeah. was like Walter Cronkite a minute ago with 50 All up questions. in her business. Up in her business. Mm-hmm. But now, he's, get now involved. it's not, yeah, not my concern. All right. Uh, let's see. Walking along the east sidewalk, Marissa smiled as she passed a bridge worker who'd said hello. She stopped near a lamppost, laid her wallet on the ground, climbed under the railing, and plunged to her death. That is sad, and you know what it is? I think it was, and this wasn't that long ago. I think this was 2001. Like, yeah, 2001. Damn, high school girls are mean. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You well, don't want to get on the bad a side of a high school girl. Um, you're not, you're, <laughs> you're not, you know, when you get older, you don't get much better. But <laughs> really? Well, you don't, you don't drive people to suicide. You just don't. 
you just try to get along with the world. You know, uh, what was the guy on um, 60 Minutes? The guy who, um, ah, the comedian, that guy always come on, you know what I'm talking Rooney? About. Yeah, yeah. Andy Rooney? Andy Rooney, he would always say, you know, it's better to um, have a relationship with an older woman because... An older woman... Their expectations are low. And they're not going to wake well, you up in the middle of the night saying, ask, and ask you what you're thinking. Because they, <laughs> because they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. That's true. We don't. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, we do not. All right, continue, Brandy. Uh, let's see. On August 26, 1993, Roy Raymond, the founder of, the founder of Victoria's Secret, died oh. from falling from the Golden Gate Bridge at the age of 46. What the hell? He had all those Victoria's Secret angels? Models. He was last seen walking toward the bridge, and shortly thereafter, his body washed up on the shoreline. I bet he had erectile dysfunction. Could you imagine? Because you could have all the Victoria's Secret model of your choice. Maybe he maybe he was different orientation. And you can't get wood. I jump off a bridge too. Well, you can't get wood, and you're still here. Yeah. On a we warm- don't want you to jump, Colonel. On a warm out. I think your window might be kind of. Fun oh my God! Shut your cock garage. I'm trying to oh, get this out. Ding 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 ding. Because <laughs> he would break his ankle if he jumped from his window. Oh God. <laughs> I know he'd do he it wrong. Anyway. His ankle. Yeah. You know what though? But the way the way that his shit is, he could jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and only end up with a sprained ankle. <laughs> probably, probably. This son of a bitch here. <laughs> I'm so fucked up the way it is. I know. You couldn't break no more shit on me. <laughs> uh, let's see. On a warm afternoon in late October 2003, Kathy Hull filled the gas tank of her white '89 Honda Accord. Hondas will run forever. But why would she fill the gas tank? That's what I don't get. Well, somebody's going to have to move her car at some point, I would suppose. She's being thoughtful. She is trying to be thoughtful. Uh, and drove from Santa Cruz to San Francisco. Uh, let's see. Well, that's, a, yeah, that's quite that's Up a, Highway 280. Yeah, it's a long way. Long drive. Uh, crossing the San Francisco Bridge at twilight. Well, that's a woman that's determined. We are on yeah. drive all that way because she could have done some shit at home. I'm sure she passed a bridge. Could have walked in the ocean, yeah. Right. Uh, let's see. She's crossing the Golden Gate Bridge at twilight, the 26-year-old UC Santa Cruz student parked her car at Vista Point on the Marin County side of the Sweeping Red Monument at a place where tourists take in the splendid view of the city by the bay. She got out of her car, walked midway across the bridge, put her purse on the sidewalk, climbed over the railing to the so-called cord, the steel beam on the other side of the rail. Mm-hmm. Kathy per- put her cell phone down on the cord. Then she jumped into the cold green waters flowing into the Pacific. 
Yeah, some of the jumpers don't make it. They don't go out far enough, and they jump, and they land on, they get land. Which, well, that sucks for that. Uh, that would be... Yeah. Oh, that's got to hurt. Well, I mean, probably hitting water at 80 miles an hour is just as bad. You know what I'm wondering, though? But here's what I'm wondering. If you do one of the things where you, like... If you don't belly flop, maybe you don't break every yeah. bone in your fucking There's body. There's a certain angle we... I'll get into that. Yeah, There's like a certain you angle you got to yeah. hit. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to go in feet first. You want to go in at an at a angle. Feet first, but in an angle. At an angle, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't... Right. You, won't, you don't want to do a cannonball. You want your hands on I your testicles. I don't think you want to do a belly flop in that right. either. No. Because that would hurt. I hate getting doing the belly flop and then your belly gets all red. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. You put one hand on your testicles, one hand on your nose. I don't have testicles. That's a problem. That, that would explain a few things. Yeah. So my husband says, too. Fuckers. How old right. are you now? Go. None of your fucking business how old are you. <laughs> They're coming. No, no way. Yours are disappearing. <laughs> no. Just I'm like just getting lower. <laughs> Fucking gross old man. Fucking nasty. You get the colonel's age, you gotta be careful not to step on them. I will be a year older coming up. Me too. I know. Me too. We you just have to have birthdays. You will still be much older than me. We have back to back birthdays. What day is your birthday, Timmy? The 9th. And ours is the 10th. Yours is the 10th, yeah. And my dearly departed brother left us on the 8th. Okay. God, that's my dad's birthday, so you know. Really? Yeah, we all got things going on. Mother's Day is coming. Happy Mother's Day. All right, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to all our listeners. You know, during my part of this is not the time for all that shit. Yeah, we'll have another podcast out by then. Yeah. So we should do a Mother's Day murderer. Let's go uh, continue this one, Brandy. I would like to. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Leonard. You guys are being more and more dick lately. I noticed that. Yeah. Just uh, prepare for your part. Go ahead, uh, Brandy. I'm not even prepared. I might not even do my part. You're uh, come, uh, you're come dumpster snapping. <laughs> what did you tell me about that? I'm not going to uh, give you a high five on that one. What, what, should, <laughs> what should he do? Park his what? I told him to shut his cum dumpster that time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. All right, go ahead. You got told to shut your cock garage. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Let's see. Excuse me, listeners, why open a refreshing mint? So rude. Dirty. Right, Timmy go. hates that, so I do it. Dirty perv. Leonard Branzula, a 32-year-old Lowell High School wrestling coach. Well, there it is. Got a haircut on a hot June morning in 1993, then walked to his mother's apartment at 17 in Mission. She wasn't home, so Leonard went around the corner to a little Mexican restaurant and had some rice and beans. He finished eating and went back to see if his mother was home. She had. She wasn't. So he went back to the restaurant to wait for her. Driving with some change in the jukebox to listen to Whitney Houston sing "I Will Always Love You." Oh, that's a tearjerker. Oh, he didn't. You know what? Oh, it was between that and "I Will Survive," and he took picked that one. I know. Well, you know what? That's raining men. My. Oh, that's terrible. Nice. It's raining men. That was my my high school boyfriend's little song. It's raining men. No, I will always love you. Of course, it didn't really work out, so it doesn't matter if it. All right, so... Did you drown in a bathtub? <laughs> he loved you for a little while. Oh, yeah. Did he, <laughs> drown, did he drown in a bathtub? He did not drown in a bathtub. Oh, okay. Was he alive today? He is alive today. Oh, okay. God, I bet he saw man dodge a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did at this point. <laughs> Jesus, God. All right, so somebody saw Leonard later waiting for the uh, for bus, uh, and... It was the 22 Fillmore bus, which winds its way around town to the Marina Green, 
on the edge of the bay about a mile east of the Golden Gate Bridge. And his wallet was found on the bridge's city-facing sidewalk, and somebody saw a body bobbing in the water below. Bobbing. <laughs> you know, they, yeah, they, they have guys up that will direct. You know, they'll direct the... Um, the searchers, the Coast Guard. From the well, they shoot a little flare down. Yeah, a flare to, yeah. to, to where it is. Yeah, let me scratch that part off of where I had. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Colonel. Please go ahead. Go ahead, Brandy. Continue with the stories of gloom. So, Lou, is it Lois? Lois Ann Houston. Mm-hmm. She went down really hard. She was a heavy set 75 year old. She jumped from the bridge and apparently hit the water face first. (laughs) The impact opened up her face from nose to chin, leaving a big gaping red wound and a grotesque (laughs) death mask. Are you laughing? That's awful. You're sick, man. You know the bitch was always (laughs) Who's going to feed her cats now? Shut up. That's true. Oh, man. And and she was about how old was she? She was 75. You know, but... She's one of the older ones. One of the laws of physics is that five-year-old girl and her hit the water at the same speed. It doesn't matter if she was a heavy set or a bigger lady. They hit the water at the same speed. Just reading. Timmy wanted everybody to know she was a fat old woman. (laughs) Yeah, what what do you got about that? I did not, but she is one of the older... else was built. She is one of the older women. Or is that one of the older people? So she was... Bridge jumpers are seldom, seldom elderly women. Uh, but Miss Houston, <laughs> but people that cause people to jump from bridges are always elderly are, women. Are typically, uh, elderly Houston women. chose women a in cloudy Sunday morning, April twenty fourth, two thousand five, to end her life. She drove north onto the bridge in her blue Ford Taurus. Well, if you're going to leave a Ford well, Taurus course, behind, yeah. shit. <laughs> well, if you're driving a, a Ford Taurus, was, you really don't have. You know, there was a big family fight over who put, got that car. She put her flashers on. I mean, she was considerate. She climbed over the divider to the pedestrian walkway. Uh, The chips officer spotted the car and went to investigate. He saw that the vehicle was empty, and then he saw Houston... On top of the bridge railing. I wonder how much effort it like for her to get her ass up. There. I don't know, but you know what? It, it does not take a lot of effort to get over the railing. I mean, she is seventy five and clearly uh, you know heavy set. She's not an Olympian. The fat girl is not wanting to get her old bones over the gymnast. I'm just telling you, Bless her it's heart. very easy to get over there. So right. she could have just leaned and had physics yeah, do the rest. I mean, you don't, it, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's really too easy. So she glanced really over easy. at the chipped officer, flipped him off. <laughs> Did she really? And no. Okay. <laughs> it would have been great. I know. She should have. But she, she glanced at him and hopped off the bridge. Uh, an investigation showed that she had recently been diagnosed with colon cancer. Did she say, hey, she had the bloody stool? She did, did she say, hey, cockwomble, check this out? Oh, man. She might have. So, really, so she was. She, she was, was sick. She, she was, was going to die. Yeah. Uh, she had been recently told that the cancer had spread to her liver. Oh. And yeah. the pathologist report she had said she died of multiple blunt force injuries due to a jump from height. So. That that guy was on top of his game right oh, there. Yeah, yeah on top yeah. of it. Fucking Quincy right there. He oh, wasn't gonna fuck her. Quincy. <laughs> so there's there's so many others, but we got um, Filomeno de la Cruz, thirty three, was deeply depressed because he was going through a divorce and a child custody battle. So on Thanksgiving Day, and, <laughs> and he got the kids. <laughs> so, right. He well, custody. Nope. This see, this he is won. bullshit. So, on Thanksgiving Day, 1993, he took his two-year-old son to the bridge, cradled him in his arms, and jumped. Yeah. And they both died. Yeah, there's been a couple, two or three examples of that. 
That's kind of a dick move. That's a total dick move. In 1980, Robert Blythner, 27, a Navy, Navy veteran, flew from Virginia to see the bridge and then jumped off of it. <laughs> he got to get there. Well, because you're there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you what know, else he, you know, he probably was flying Delta, and he was thinking, "Have fucking flight back. It's just going to be a bitch. Yeah. If he yeah. flew there, why couldn't he fly off the bridge? I, yeah. He died. Mm, poor guy. Um, I wonder how many people thought there was Superman. Not many. Not probably the, only the ones on acid. Oh, okay. uh, Mark Finch, 33, was suffering from se- severe clinical depression. So we're just a dick hair so away. Here's what we do. We're just a pecker hair away from going off the Golden Gate no. Bridge. That's no, why I go to California. No, and look what his doctor's because, next move is. Because we're doing this podcast and we're going to yeah. know that this is not a very pleasant death. So we what his doctor decided to do. He's so he's suffering cl- from clinical depression and his doctor was in the process of coming off his antidepressants <laughs> when he jumped to his death in 1990. He was, that, that was doctor, probably not good. You know what? Dr. Fucking Dr. Kovorkian. So his, wait a minute. His Dr. Doc, Phil was taking him off his presence. <laughs> his doctor was t- tapering him off. Yeah. His doctor was a scientologist. That's why you can only take about a half milligram of Xanax before you start getting the ticks, <laughs> yeah. and you really need to wean yourself off. Uh, let's see. But, you know, and and then they got the next guy who was a diabetic. <laughs> His doctor was taking him off to Well, insulin. no, I'm not there yet. Just relax. <laughs> uh, one another old jumper was Lewis Ann Houston. <laughs> although I think I just talked people. about her. All right, I did. She was the oldest one. She was the oldest one. Yeah. All right, just talked about her on June 5th, 2014. 27 <clears throat> year old Sean Moylan of Novato, California, jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge, ending his life. The Coast Guard pulled the bo- pulled his body out of the water beneath the bridge. He was the grandson of John Mo- Moylan, a longtime member of the Golden Gate District Board of Directors, who campaigned for the installation of suicide barriers on the bridge. So maybe he was helping his grandpa out and just mm-hmm. showing, you know what, you fuckers need to put those I'll things up. I'll show those bastards. Yeah. Yeah, there was, I mean, they've been uh, advocating, you know, there's been a group advocating for the safety net for, you know, probably since the bridge opened, but certainly... Last 20 years. Uh, let's see. The elder Moylan was president of the board when, in 2008, a historic decision was made to build the barrier to cost of $68 million. John Moylan referred to his grandson's death as heartbreaking. However, he didn't blame it on the lack of barriers. Sean Moylan already had attempted suicide in February 2014 after a breakup with his girlfriend. He walked in front of a truck in Oregon and was critically injured. Yeah, so he was like, well, he didn't even get the double in. So where there. are you getting going off your insulin? Well, you know, no place here. I, no, no, I just made he, that he up. Made I was taking him off to antidepressants. He was one of the rare cases because I said, remember, like four, only four percent of people yeah. who, who who they who they talk down from jumping end up committing suicide. And the he tried twice in a year. He really yeah, he he was he was the. He was like one of the exceptions because most of them don't. And, and some people just described it uh, that they've interviewed in this documentary is it was just an impulse. It was like they was up there. And I was like, oh, this is And beautiful. I think that's, you know, I, I think that with this, it's much more, it strikes me as much more impulsive than a person shooting themselves. Right, yeah. You have, you to, you have to take affirmative steps yeah. to do that, whereas some people have just... You can just pull the damn car over. Some, well, and some people have just described... That guy flew out there. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah. well, yeah. But he did. It would be cheaper to buy But there have been people who've just been walking across it and just decided, okay, hmm, this is beautiful. This is the place. Well, it's fucking two miles long. I've been on a two-mile hike with Renee and then had to walk two miles back. I'd have jumped off a damn bridge, too. Have you ever driven... Have you, I'm sure you have driven that bridge in Florida. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck me. Jacksonville. Oh. The Sunshine Bridge. It's, it's it looks like it goes straight up into the clouds. Oh, 
no, no. You're talking about to the... Oh, yeah, that thing's awful. Oh, not that one. That Highway 1 or whatever. And whatever, yeah. yeah it goes, goes to the keys. Through the key. And there's and like the tip water the on each side of you. And there, yeah, there's nothing. And, you're, and you, it's not elevated either. It's just... Now, see, that would not bother me. I've gone over a bridge over Lake Pontchartrain oh, in me. New Orleans. It's, I believe, the longest bridge in the country. The, I was in now. Uh, uh, when you're Rears, talking about correct where, me if I'm wrong, but I believe the bridge Rears. over Lake Pontchartrain. Listen, as I'm sorry, I think it's the longest one bridge over water in the country. The, the, go, the Golden Gate Bridge, like 26 miles, I believe. Trouble when water. it was Trouble. built, the Golden Gate Bridge was the largest suspension bridge in the world. But now I think it's number nine or something like that. I don't know, that one in Florida makes my belly tingle when I. I, I was it. on that thing. I was on that thing, and there was a tropical depression storm coming in and you know all the cars are I mean, it was pouring rain all the cars are backed up and I was like because I'm claustrophobic and I was like I gotta get off this fucking and, but it goes like for miles now, see, ever and ever and ever yeah. I had gone down to Florida my senior year in high school to and went over that sunshine bridge over to Tampa Bay yeah and that son bitch looks like it's going straight up into heaven and when I had been there between there's Tampa two Bay bridges. and St. Petersburg um, I've, it takes you to Siesta Key, and I forget, but there was two bridges. There's two identical bridges. One goes north, one goes south. And a, bri- a barge had just hit one of the bridges. Yes. And uh, so cars fell like 150 feet into the bay. Right. So it was it was very scary. The colonel was terrified. You know, if your car goes <clears> into a bridge, you can take your headrest off and pop and bust the windows out. <clears throat> Good thinking. That's what they're for. Well, that's the safety feature that's built in. Listeners, see. Well, let's talk about what happens when you jump. Okay, oh, from the Golden Gate. Bridge. From the Golden Gate Bridge, the deck is approximately two hundred forty-five feet above the water. After a fall of approximately four seconds, which comes out to sixty foot per, per second or eighty-six miles an hour. Uh, you hit the water. Now four seconds. So basically, seconds. you know, just like you know, you're not you're not even in. You don't even you're not even into start of one of your stories, and it's over. Exactly. Now some of those uh, very few survived the impact. If they do, they drown or die of hypothermia. Some are eaten by sharks. There you go. Um, every time a person jumps. If the Coast Guard sees it, they shoot a little flare there, try to recover the body. They don't often get the body, um, but the Coast Guard has to come and pick you up. Now, it's a gruesome act. It's gruesome. Death is almost certain here. Now, people have survived the fall, but not that many. To do it, you have to hit the water feet first and come in at a 12-degree angle. 12 degrees. Listen to that. Um, Well, we don't want our listeners to even attempt it, so we're not going to tell them that. Well, the impact to the body is tremendous. It's like getting, well, it's like getting hit by a, a brick wall going 80, that day a wall yeah. is going 86 miles an hour. It's, a, yeah. it's like being shot out of a cannon at 86 miles an hour into the side of a building. Yeah. The body goes from uh, roughly 75 to 80 miles, 86 miles an hour to zero in a nanosecond. Now, the physics of inertia being what they are, Internal organs tend to keep going. Keep it moving. So the force of an impact causes them to tear loose. Ew. Yeah, autopsy reports typically indicate that the jumpers have lacerated aortas, livers, spleens, hearts, broken ribs. Impact shoves them into the hearts and lungs, and jumpers have broken sternums, clavicles, pelvises, and necks. Skull fractures are also common to me. You're a mess. You're, you're just a 
You are a hot fucked up mess. mess. Yeah. Which means you die one of two ways or a combination of both. Once you hit the water, the impact kills you. That's I guess the that's, easy yeah, way to the, go. That's the preferred method. Now, sometimes the jumper's knocked unconscious and they drown. Hmm. Other times, the jumper survives for just a short time, but they got a broken clavicle, sternum, current, hip, whatever. And they ain't very good at swimming to the shore with all that stuff, so they drown. Other times, they get halfway to the shore, and the shark gets them. There you go. So, sometimes people can be seen flailing in the water, trying to stay afloat, only to succumb to the massive external injuries. And there's a lot of activity and stuff going on there. I mean, there's boats, there's uh, parasailing and stuff. All that's going on right down there. Baseball. I mean, there's fishing. They got all kinds of stuff. No, because you know what, though? But that's a very public way. I mean, it's that's almost one of those things where it's like... Unless you do it at night. Well, but that's almost one of those things it seems like, you know, people are doing it because they want somebody to stop them. Mm. Yeah, some people think it's an easy way to go. It is not a pretty death. Um the Coast Guard can get there within four minutes, typically. Too late. But that ain't going to help you. Um, the sea, and to me this was beautifully written, <laughs> the sea reclaims bodies quickly. Fish but, eat yeah, them. Thank you, Colonel. Not just sharks, but little fish. Now, I want you to think uh, about this. yeah. Because little fish will go straight after your testicles. They swim in your urethra. Your eyes. They'll go right into your Nothing urethra. Nothing worse than having a fish in your urethra. I don't oh, know. Oh, no. No, you know what? And barracudas prefer anuses. They will go straight for an anus. So, uh... A little known fact. A little known animal yeah. tidbit. Yeah, well, it's, it's I mean... like because they used the, to, the Wild Kingdom. Barracudas hide in caves. It's like listening to Snoop Dogg narrate Planet Earth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the barracuda climbs... It, it squirms its way into Ooh, the anus, barracuda. turns itself around, right, and right. eats its way out. Okay, it's gruesome. It's gruesome. Yes. Eventually, the body, um, much like uh, my son's car falls apart. Mm-hmm. Um, the body floats because decay causes gases to f- form within the cavities. Sure. Now, Allie knows this. Um, our listeners will now, but Allie can tell you better than anybody. If you're going to throw somebody in a river or in a bay or whatever, mm-hmm. you puncture all the good cavities so when the gases come out, the body still stays on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but like anyway. A, like nice a, tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a box or something. Now, let's talk about some of the survivors. Okay. Some people have survived. Been 1,700 like- victims and mm-hmm. pseudo-suicides have been... There have been at least 26 people who survived the fall. One dumb son bitch survived the first fall only to die on the second attempt. Yeah. He's he's spotlight. He's, he's dedicated. He's highlighted in that, the, uh, the bridge documentary. His name was Kevin Hines. It was September 24, 2000. Um, he was 19 years old. He was paranoid and hallucinating when he jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. He threw himself headfirst over the bridge railing. He fell 220 feet into San Francisco Bay. During the fall, the body rotated so that when Hines hit the water, he landed in a sitting position, which is which resulted in an instant enema for the poor boy. Uh, salt water enema. You know that can't feel good. Right. He took the impact in his legs and up to his back. Now, three of this boy's vertebrae, 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 (laughs) his vertebrae was shattered. It lacerated his lower internal organs. 
A Coast Guard vessel rescued him, and he was transported to a hospital in San Francisco where he received emergency surgery. Following further experimental surgery, any physical evidence was is almost non-existent, existent, and he had full mobility to this day. Uh, he's not the one that jumped twice. Right. What? So, okay. Yeah. yeah, I got this confused. All this about Kevin Hines, he's not the guy who jumped twice. Right, he jumped twice. He actually, Kevin um, Hines, I think, became a real advocate for the safety. Yeah, he yeah. is following everything. He went through all these surgeries, uh, and he said there was a millisecond of free fall. Actually, it was four seconds, but it seemed like a millisecond. In that instance, I thought, what have I just done? I don't want to die. God, please save me, which is probably what everybody else who jumped thought, except for the the big lady. She was like, I oh, fuck it. I had enough. I'm 75. I don't care. I got shit to make for the bakery thing at church. I don't feel like doing that. I'm just going to go. But... Uh, but anyway, this Heinz guy, following his suicide attempt, he received some notoriety as a survivor. Mm-hmm. He appeared in documentary film The Bridge. Oh. And being interviewed on CNN by Larry King. Oh. So he was he was getting to be well-known. Additionally... I wonder where Larry King gets his suspenders, because I might start wearing them when on days we podcast. Dirty old man store. I am going to start wearing suspenders. Hey, we hold on, them. your husband wears suspenders. Uh, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, okay. Now, additionally, this Mr. Hines wrote a book about his experience before and after. It's, yeah, his but your husband—it's it, 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 not—he's not like Larry King. It's best when they don't fit that you're, and that they're too big, so this, your pants are like up around your, um, up around your underarms. You know, that'd be when those suspenders are too small, aren't they? Oh, are too small. When yeah. they give you the big moose knuckle like yeah. they showed on the page the yeah, other day. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I think I'm gonna get me some rainbow ones in on a Robin Williams. I think you should. Who was also, also from San Francisco? Yeah, I think I'll get some purple ones for Prince. <gasps> oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I will wear purple suspenders from now on. Yeah, okay. If I can ever find a pair. You should but get anyway, a tattoo I will find you some. I should get the I'm little, get the, yeah, the... Yeah, I'll get the artist thing. Yeah, the, yeah. Helen Mirren, who I love more than anything, she's so friggin' awesome, she wore a purple dress in honor of Prince. I saw that. that. tattoo right there on her chest. Her it, little... It was a henna tattoo. Yeah. Okay. But still, she's awesome. Well, and did you hear what the president said? Dude, first of all, he might dropped. Which but is awesome. Did you hear what he said about her? Uh-uh. He started to do jokes, and he said, and Helen Mirren is here. I'm not, there's, I got no jokes about her. I'm just going to say she's, I'm just throwing out her name because she's awesome. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she is fucking awesome. She is awesome. I, Timmy, now, she's an old lady, but I do. Of course, she's I not do. American. I, I understand. You hear that? I understand, Colonel. Back to the story. That's the drum. I will bang it's, Helen Mirren. It's I, almost time for Timmy to go home. Yeah. Back to the story. <laughs> okay, Timmy. Okay. We're, we're going to get you out of here shortly, Tim. Thank you. Uh, now, follow. Okay. So, we got Hines. Mm-hmm. Where were we at? Okay. He became an advocate. He wrote a book, Cracked to Fuck, but Not Broken. Cracked, but not broken. Okay. Cracked to fuck, but not broken. <laughs> it would have been better if it said Cracked to Fuck. Kind of, uh, I agree. And he became a mental health advocate. Now, see, if I want a mental health advocate, I I, I guess I do want somebody who jumped because he's going to be the one guy saying, oh, motherfucker, don't do it. Right. I'm going to tell you right now. He can testify. You know, it's like a born-again Christian, really. Yeah. I mean, they're the most fervent people because yeah. they seen the sin, 
they seen uh, they seen, uh, seen ugliness in the world, and they know. I've seen ugliness hmm? in this room. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of what the hell. <laughs> that's hurtful. I'm sorry. No, you're not. You know, ever since I'm going to tell you something, Timmy. Ever since you got your little uh, your little group of Team Timmy Angels, and yeah, ever aren't since they beautiful? You teamed up with uh, Allie and Charlie. Mm-hmm. You become kind of a pompous prick. Yeah. Would you say, Devil? I would agree with that assessment. I mean, I thought, and there was a long time that I thought that the Devil was maybe the worst person in the world. Oh, she still is. No, I think you are. Thank you. Nah. You're, just you're the second worst Devil. Yeah. Whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're, like you're not the worst But I'm not the worst, am I? Not the you're worst. like Hertz. So, anyway. You're Avis. Which one's number one? Avis you're, or Hertz? You're anus. <laughs> you're anus. Who's one? Your one? anus is number two, Timmy. Who is it? Avis or Hertz is number one. Someone's number two, but they try harder. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, in addition to real suicide, some folks have tried to fake their own death at the bridge. Pseudo. Pseudo suicide. Pseudo suicide. No singing. No singing. My bad. No singing, especially Phil Collins songs. Okay. So anyway, in 1948, a jeweler, Chris Christensen, he. uh, He'd been elected to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. He was unable to cope with the pressures of public office. So he went down there and uh, <clears throat> act like he was jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, somebody ran into him in a bar, <laughs> and it didn't uh, Yeah, he moved it didn't really work. Relocated to Texas or something. Yeah, he, he became a Bible salesman. Dude, I'm telling you, he was that's how it always works. Good word. And down in Houston... Mm-hmm. 40 pounds lighter and living in a shabby rooming house. And I'll tell you what, right, I'll tell you to this day, I, the colonel going to testify right here. He turned his life around. He went from a seedy politician, and he was selling the word of the Lord, Timmy. Very good. Dude, that's the how it always up works. In you cannot so there's go been a lot, but the, the point, anywhere. The point is there have been cases where people would leave their wallet or ID or something on the bridge to make yeah. people think that they jumped, and then really they just walked away. He said the campaign contributors had asked him to do things things he could not do. And then they said, here, show us on the doll, Mr. Bible Salesman, where the <laughs> campaign contributors well, touch Well, you know, I, Scott has mentioned it you, during your campaign. You've asked him things to do things <laughs> that he, he feel saying. comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, so. Now, how do we fix this problem, you might ask? How do we fix the problem of the Golden Gate Bridge and the suicides, Colonel? Well, there's been a hot debate going on now. Okay. Hot. Now, hot. in 1948... W. Keen Jackson, a Glendale merchandising broker, proposed installing charged wire similar to... They got electrocuted. ...electric pasture fence. His idea was rejected when they decided it would be a hazard to workmen. Yeah, well, you know, why electrocute them on the way down? But they have come up with some novel ideas. Um, The district president thought there should be a law against suicide. Oh, I'll, I'll but work. now, That'll teach them. And, and I'm just going to say this. When you outlaw suicide, mm-hmm. only people who commit suicide will have, be outlaws. Yeah, you're right, Colonel. Yeah. That's so amazing. anyway, his you know, legislation you, was dropped. I, I, the nice thing about having him on podcast is, is his insight. You always learn something. Well. Clearly, outlaw suicide <laughs> and suicide becomes out. Suicide people become oh, outlaws. Only become suicide only outlaws people, will have suicide, suicide people. Yeah, yeah. Suicide, suicide jumpers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now another guy. I always thought when I was a kid that if you commit suicide because I knew it was against the law, that they would drag your body and throw you in a cell. You know what I, I thought find, you turned into a vampire. You know what I find fascinating is 
He's the one that's been pissing and moaning that he needs to get out of here, and yet. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to rush you. I just want to get to the story. I, I don't. don't I'm, 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 I'm concerned about our listeners' time. I want them to be fully enjoy this story, but at the same time, I'm cognizant to the fact that they have uh, busy lives. You are cognizant of that fact yeah. because mm-hmm. because that cock garage has been running. <laughs> Please continue, Colonel. Hold on, give me one, that devil. There, there we go. Uh, anyway, I just want to remind you, Brandy. He's the one that stole your pop tarts, but I did not steal the pop tarts. Now, Brandy you knows. Steal my pop tarts? You know I wouldn't steal the pop. I don't know that you wouldn't steal my pop tarts. No, because I would only steal the pop tarts if I could get some satisfaction out of you knowing I stole the pop tarts. Did some shit to my desk. Is what you did. Almost got. I did that for a Jorge long time. Fired. That was pretty good. Um, but anyway, here's some other things they came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, one director proposed putting up signs that said, think before you leap. There you go. Yeah. It's now, catchy. what they should have done was put up a sign that said, this is what's going to happen to you. And that might, yeah. It's going to hurt like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You're going to hit like a wet bag of concrete. Mm-hmm. You're going to get eaten by sharks. And fishes. A barracuda going to be up your ass. And so is this what you really want? Yeah. Goo. That's right. Now go down to Bill's Bill's Gun and Knife Show or some shit because it's easier than doing this. Mm-hmm. And then by that time they think, well, maybe life ain't so bad. Mm-hmm. Because you know, you, when you get people that are suicidal, as you you know, mm-hmm. if you you worked with them, mm-hmm. um, it is an impulsive thing often. Um, sometimes it's a rational decision. I mean, sometimes I'm feeling a certain impulse right now, actually. <laughs> So anyway, in a more serious vein, yes. mental health professionals have vein. unsuccessfully tried to get officials to replace the bridge's waist high railings with high barriers. Fuck, you could just fall over that side. That's what I mean. It's really low. If you've ever walked across, like, it's really low. And, but they don't want to ruin the bridge's appearance. Well, so. yeah, why save somebody's life if it looks like Well, I mean, you know. Yeah, and now they studied. Now, mental health professionals, they said, we do all this stuff. It's just going to send them to another bridge. But mental health professionals adamantly disagree. Studies, studying would be suicides who have been restrained, Mm -hmm. found that over a 20-year period, fewer fewer than 4% went on to commit suicide. Yeah. By virtue of the Oakland Bridge is just a few miles away from the Golden Gate Bridge, but experiences very few jumpers. Of course, Oakland, who wants to go into Oakland? I don't even want to go into Oakland. You may may jump before you go into Oakland. Yeah. You know, to keep from going. If you have to go to Oakland, you might jump. Yeah. Now, various methods have been tried to reduce this. Um, The bridge is fitted with suicide hotline telephones, um, but then you get people like Tim and people like. And plus, you know, the fog comes in, the reception's bad, and it's yeah. all like... Sounds like, sounds like out, Verizon. Feeling, sounds out, like Verizon. Yeah, uh, it does. Service. It's like, can you hear me no, now? Yeah, but you're right. It, it's cor- it gets all corroded and stuff. Um, the bridge is now closed to pedestrians at night, but you can jump before twilight. Uh, cyclists are permitted like across at night, but can say, yeah, after you watch those three some bitches. Oh my god! But they can buzz themselves. Cyclists are permitted across at night, but can buzz themselves in and out through the remotely controlled security gates. So, which never made no sense to me. Like I said, you just if you want to do it and you want to do it at night, just bring a bike. Attempts to introduce a suicide barrier have been thwarted by engineering difficulties, high cost, and public opposition. 
One recurring proposal has been, been to build a barrier or replace or augment the low railing, a component of one of the bridge's original architectural designs, as amended by the second design in the final blueprint. New barriers have eliminated suicides at other landmarks around the world, but were opposed for the Golden Gate Bridge for reasons of cost, aesthetics, safety, as the low from a poorly designed barrier would significantly affect the bridge's structural integrity during a windstorm. Because that's something that shakes in the wind. Oh, yeah. It shakes well, all the time anyway. Bridge, right. um, on June 27, 2004, Year of Our Lord, California approved a funding plan to install a suicide barrier beneath the bridge to catch suicide jumpers. And what year are like we in Like a trapeze net. And what are year are we in now? 2016. Is it there? No. I do not know. But these not. are tuna-safe nets. Yeah. No nets will get top, caught up in these tuna, in these things. No nets are going to get caught up in that tuna. Or no tuna will get that. caught up yeah, in these nets. So you throw a tuna off. And, and now I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. Is uh. These dolphin, I got my can of tuna the other day, all right? Uh-huh. And it says... It's dolphin-friendly. Dolphin-friendly dolphin friendly nets used. And I'm thinking, huh. So, fuck the tuna, mm-hmm. well, but the dolphins the are okay. You're going to eat the tuna. Yeah, you you haven't had dolphin? dolphin? I have never had dolphin. Dolphin quite tasty. Have you and had dolphin? So like. I mean, have you had dolphin? Have you had dolphin pie? I've, I've had dolphin steak. Have you had dolphin pie? Dolphin steak now. Dude, the wieners on a dolphin are like that big. They're ginormous. Oh, yeah. <gasps> I saw my People first. have sex with dolphins. I, well, oh, no, yeah. a dolphin tries to have sex with them like all the time. There dolphins is, are horny. There mm-hmm. is a guy who, um, he filmed he filmed himself being intimate with a dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Was he using the blowhole? Or no, 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 yeah, he, it was a, yeah. <sighs> I saw a. And it's like, st- oh, why would you do? I saw horses doing it the other day, and I had never seen that particular thing before. Okay. And that was a. You mean you never seen horses, or you never? No, I'd never seen like a horse act itself. No, I'd never seen horse junk. Oh, okay. I was that where they was he hung like a horse? My God, (laughs) I'd never seen anything like that. It was horrible. Well, we was at the zoo one time, and the zebra came over to Renee. Right at the fence, and all of a sudden he unsheathed. Mm-hmm. It's horribly some scary. Bitch, ebony black. It's as black as that suit. That bag right there. No, uh, readers cannot see uh, that. It's it's as black it's as black. night. I was expecting. I thought I was expecting it to be pink. I have some white and black stripes. I don't know stripes. Um, and here's a here's a thought for you, listeners. Just so, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Just so we're no we, please clarify. The zebra cock does not have stripes. Zebra pecker does not have stripes on right. it. It's solid, solid black. Okay, continue. Um, and here's the thing. You, you notice to me, you never, never, ever see somebody riding a zebra. They're mean. The horses, but they never. You know why? They're mean. They have stripes. Horses will bite you. Mm-hmm. Zebras will not let go. Ah, yeah. Right. Zebras so right down, don't let go. That's a um, public service announcement from the colonel. Don't okay. stick your hand out in front of a zebra. Don't try to ride a zebra. Anyway, so now we're back to how do we stop this. So yeah. they come up with this uh, thing. California, mm-hmm. it calls for a 
The plan was a $66 million stainless steel net system 20 feet below the sidewalk, which is going to hurt like a son of a bitch. You yeah, jump 20 feet. You're still going to fall. You're still <clears> going <throat> to fall. You're going to fall 20 feet. But yeah. You want, you're not going to fall in the... Well, how are they going to get you bank? out of that net? I'm, yeah, I don't it's, know. It, lo- it appears that it's stainless steel, so you're not really... You're just going to bounce. It's like a... Kind of like a trampoline. But you're not going to bounce back up onto the bridge. No, you're going to roll gonna to the bottom and you're going to be all fucked up and cut up. Well, and yeah, happen. I mean, it's not going to be a pleasant experience. And then you get the ambulance of shame drive to the hospital. Like, I hate the ambulance of shame yeah. drive. Um, now, although faces would still, you know, jumpers would st- still face some some injuries from the fall, it will not be the near certain death. Will they be penalized? That well, they will be penalized. I believe you would have to go down and clean up the mess. Um, construction won't be complete until 2018. Now, in addition to this, wouldn't it be fucked up if people started jumping into the the net and killing themselves? Well, he, and wouldn't it be fucked up if people started taking bolt cutters with them? Yeah, it would be fucked up. Cut a hole in the yeah. net and then just. Shoo! So you jump down, have to land, and get up, and <laughs> you, you compose yourself. You fucked up, you scraped up. Compose you yourself, up. and then jump from uh, Oh, God damn it, I left a bolt cutter. So when is that there. supposed to be uh, It's supposed to be in place by 2018. Right. I call bullshit. Now, in addition to this, mm-hmm. the Golden Gate Bridge Patrol, law enforcement, emergency medical personnel, there are Golden Gate Bridge iron workers who volunteer their time to prevent suicide by talking to or wrestling down suicidal people. Yeah, because I think iron workers are big dudes. They're, they're big sensitive. They are. Can you imagine an iron worker like? I, I've been there, Gary. I know what you're feeling like. Yeah. Get off the yeah. bridge, you son of a bitch! Yeah. I got shit to do. Hey, God, get the fuck out of here! Yeah, what but the uh, but they volunteer. They they volunteer their time. They though. do. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the iron workers, Ken Hopper, who began working in the 1980s, sees the volunteer rescue duty as part of his job. Duty. They are called the Cowboys of the Sky, Timmy. Cowboys mm-hmm. of the Sky. Mm-hmm. You said duty. They have equipment mm-hmm. and knowledge of the bridge, as well as the experience working at extreme heights, giving them the qualifications to go over the rail and assist those in need. Now, while the experience of the volunteers minimizes the dangers of falling, there are still risks encounters. Iron workers have been report, have had knives pulled on them, seen loaded guns. Now, what the fuck you carrying a loaded? You dumb well, son of a bitch! You got a loaded gun and you're gonna jump off the bridge. Well, you got people who are mentally imbalanced, though. I mean, you, I mean, you're risking. You know, it, give it, the gun to somebody else. You're taking a risk. You try to stop them because, like I said, they could pull you over. or... You know, whatever. But you got a loaded gun. You got to drive all the way to the bridge. Well, you that bad of a shot? Shit. And uh, and some of those damn iron workers got bitten by people on that that they tried to stop. I'd be pissed off then. And when a police psychologist is on the scene. I'd fuck you. Go. Bite me, bastard. They'll coach you. Yeah, I'd throw that motherfucker right into the bay. Done. You biting mother. Because they ain't wor- nothing worse than a biter. No, no there's not. You can pull my hair, you can poke me in the eye, but you motherfucker, you bite me. I don't it's, like that. You it's, know what's worse than a biter is a podcast that's been going on too long. You know, join Pat. So, yeah. so anyway, listeners, mm-hmm. I'm down to one sentence. He's still bitching. <laughs> it's twenty till four. Say it. Say your sentence so we can do this. No, I ain't saying it because right. I got a story. All right. No. 
No, come on. We gotta go. We gotta roll. We do not actually have to do anything. I gotta be here for two more hours. All right, so. Colonel. What's your final thoughts on the suicide bridge? <laughs> He's just crossing over that old thing. The Golden Gate Bridge. And well, I believe you're just suicide. rushing this, and I, I believe it imp- impacts the integrity. Now, when you was on the phone with Ali and Charlie the other night, did you rush them, Timmy? Did you rush them? We did not do a up. podcast. We just talked. Okay. Let's roll. So. Brandy, your thoughts. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. Say it slow in your sexy voice. <laughs> what, is the suicide, <clears throat> what is the suicide hotline phone number, Brandy, that people should call? Should they feel the impulse to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge? That phone number is one 800 273 Five five. Oh, one more time. No. Oh shit. <laughs> would have been there, Colonel. I would have been there one more time. <laughs> See, the, de- the, de- the I, I don't have no erectile dysfunction. The devil got movement down there. It's, Ew. <laughs> it's a, a three quarter mass. Let me read it one more time for me. Take Devil, a picture on, of it. Post it on the page. Uh, <laughs> give me some, girl. Come I on. will not. <laughs> okay, Brandy, your final thoughts on the Golden Gate Bridge and jumpers. It's just sad. It's really sad. And some of these people are so very selfish, taking their kids with them. And it's yeah. awful. Awful. Yeah. This Cur- is a horrible topic. I'm sorry. Colonel, your final thoughts on. The Golden Gate Bridge and jumpers. Um, I, you know, I just have thoughts on suicide, and I do not believe that people understand. If people understood the lasting effects that it had on those around them, it would be a choice they never made. Um, but I believe that many times people feel that the world and the people that love them and that they love will be better off if they killed themselves and weren't there. And that's a terrible way to think. And again, we and joked they, about it. But and, and if they feel that way, who should they call, Brandy? The National Suicide Prevention Helpline. Thank you. Yes, and and maybe they will get some help. And if you, but if you're gonna do it for fuck's sake, don't jump off a bridge. That shit gonna hurt. Yeah. Or they can call the colonel. You can call the colonel. You can call me up right now. You, you can call, call me, me anytime. Well, Facebook. No, Facebook don't is. call Tim because Tim crushes dreams. Yeah, no, Tim, you I would never crush. do that. I'm and a, you know what? I'm, yeah, I would talk like, to anyone. I'd be you know what, George? I'd like to talk to you about this, but i got to wrap this call up. <laughs> yeah. i got to wrap it up. I ain't got time. I, want, <laughs> I need to get home. I get off the Tim, that's a sad story. Let's go. Yeah, that's a sad story. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> your wife your wife banging your accountant. They took all your money. Your kids don't like you. One of them ain't even yours. Your dog got the cancer. And your mama got the consumption. He keeps yeah, you got talking. You got let's wrap stool. this up. Yeah, well, let's just wrap this up. Hand okay. an erection and. Okay, so. Are um, you asking him for final thoughts? Final thoughts, Brandy. I already gave my final okay, thoughts. Okay, then where can people find us? They can find us on Facebook. Uh huh. They can find us two places on Facebook, actually. They can find, you can join the History Dweebs, the podcast, which yes. is our little closed group. And we have a lot of fun there. We do. Have, we have merriment. We do have much merriment and shenanigans. Mm hmm. Uh, you can find us at the regular History Dweebs page. Mm-hmm. We're on the iTunes. The iTunes. We're on the Twitter. At History Dweebs 1. We oh. are not yet on the YouTube, but because hopefully someday. The colonel is responsible is in charge for of that. that. Yeah, ain't nobody, wants a, ain't nobody wants no kind of YouTube channel that just got video. Ain't got and no video. Stitcher. Stitcher, and uh, we, we're everywhere. Yeah, we're we all, are. We're all we're the everywhere. gods, green acres. I know, right? Yeah. So, it's Colonel, crazy. 
Tell your final thought, Colonel, before Just one, one final thought. One final, final thought. thought is that you know how I feel about suicide. It's uh, it's something. It something, is a very sad, a horrible thing. Horrible, um, horrible. And, but sometimes and, people get to the point where they they feel they need to take a drastic step. But instead of doing that, you should reach out for help. Right, Randy? I have seen yes. people that have. Uh, I've seen people that have made very what they thought to be very rational decisions um, because they thought it was best for everybody involved to take their own life, and they did not know that it was not the yeah. best thing involved. It, it, it was the best decision. It's it, very profound. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's a, it has impact on everyone that you know, people you don't know, so don't do it. Listen to our podcast. Just say no. Because if you commit suicide, you will not hear our next podcast, which will probably be some cool serial killer. You miss out on that. Yes, you would. Okay. Uh, Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye. Good day. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.